Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossade, S.J. Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 3, How to Discover What is the Will of God. The divine action places before us at every moment things of infinite value and gives them to us according to the measure of our faith and love. If we understood how to see in each moment some manifestation of the will of God, we should find therein also all that our hearts could desire. In fact, there could be nothing more reasonable, more perfect, more divine than the will of God. Could any change of time, place, or circumstance alter or increase its infinite value? If you possess the secret of discovering it at every moment and in everything, then you possess all that is most precious and most worthy to be desired. What is it that you desire, you who aim at perfection? Give yourselves full scope. Your wishes need have no measure, no limit. However much you may desire, I can show you how to attain it, even though it be infinite. There is never a moment in which I cannot enable you to obtain all that you can desire. The present is ever filled with infinite treasure. It contains more than you have capacity to hold. Faith is the measure, believe, and it will be done to you accordingly. Love also is the measure. The more the heart loves, the more it desires. And the more it desires, so much the more will it receive. The will of God is at each moment before us like an immense, inexhaustible ocean that no human heart can fathom but none can receive from it more than he has capacity to contain. It is necessary to enlarge this capacity by faith, confidence, and love. The whole creation cannot fill the human heart, for it is greater than all that is not God. It is on a higher plane than the material creation. And for this reason, Nothing material can satisfy it. The divine will is a deep abyss of which the present moment is the entrance. If you plunge into this abyss, you will find it infinitely more vast than your desires. Do not flatter anyone, nor worship your own illusions. They can neither give you anything, nor receive anything from you. Receive your fullness from the will of God alone. It will not leave you empty. Adore it. Put it first, before all things. Tear all disguises from vain pretenses and forsake them all, going straight to the sole reality. The reign of faith is death to the senses. It is their spoliation, their destruction. The senses worship creatures. Faith, 
adores the divine will. Destroy the idols of the senses and they will rebel and lament. But faith must triumph because the will of God is indestructible. When the senses are terrified or famished, despoiled or crushed, then it is that faith is nourished, enriched, and enlivened. Faith laughs at these calamities as a governor of an impregnable fortress laughs at the useless attacks of an impotent foe. When a soul recognizes the will of God and shows a readiness to submit to it entirely, then God gives himself to such a soul and renders it most powerful succor under all circumstances. Thus it experiences a great happiness in this coming of God and enjoys it the more, the more it has learnt to abandon itself at every moment to his adorable will. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. O sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, mirror of the divine life, pattern of humility, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What does the word Advent mean? Well, it's a Latin word that means the coming. And in tonight's reading, in this first week of Advent, we hear of the coming of God. The soul experiences a great happiness in this coming of God. We think of Christ's first coming when he was born in Bethlehem. We think of his final coming when he comes at the end of time to judge the living and the dead. But there is this other advent to the soul in which God gives himself to such a soul. And we who are living in Advent, we are living on this earth, are especially preparing for God to give himself to our souls in a more profound way at Christmas. We want God, the Son, to come within us. We want to mount up to a new degree of share in his life a new participation in his divine sonship, his divine filiation. And when does God give himself to us more? When does he come to us more? When we submit entirely to his will. Or at least, he says, have a readiness to submit. When we recognize his will and then we show a readiness to accept it, maybe even before we have accepted it, then God comes to us in a more profound way. And this, in fact, happens not only at Christmas, it can happen every day. Every time we submit or are ready to submit, he comes to us, draws near to us. And why do we desire to submit 
And why do we recognize the will of God? Faith and love. By faith, we recognize this is the will of God. And by love, we submit to it entirely. And why do we have faith and love? Because we're baptized. Because he's been given to us. And so God makes the first step. We did not love God first, but he loved us. And his grace flowing into our minds and faith and into our hearts and love enables us then to grow in faith and love. To have a new share in his life. And so this is constant giving and receiving and cooperating with and then growing and then receiving and then cooperating and growing. This is the path of sanctity. This is the path we're on. Reaching up to God's fullness. I came, Jesus said, that you might have life and have it to the full. And so the crucial thing, according to De Kossad, and he has to be right. This, I mean, this chapter is like money, money, gold. The key thing is the will of God. And the will of God, which is infinite, eternal, where does it meet us? Where do we find it? This abyss, this infinite abyss of life and love and truth, we touch it at the present moment. Where time meets eternity is not in the past or in the future, but now. And each moment, in the present moment, is our chance to contact God. And if we accept the will of God here and now, we enter into this abyss. We enter into this ocean of love and truth. So let us ask the Lord to open our eyes, to help us to abandon ourselves to him in the present moment. That is the sacrament of the present moment. See, the present moment is a sacrament. It is a sign, an instrument of God's will. A sign, an instrument by which God's grace enters into our life. It may be that at the present moment, he, our duty, our responsibility is to think a bit about the future. Maybe to plan a bit. That could be true. Or maybe the current moment is to look back and examine our conscience or to ponder his mercies. Could be true. So we need to know about the past and the future. But it's not the past and the future that matter so much. They only matter insofar as they're related to the present. And the present moment is like a sacrament. And we enter into this sacrament of the present moment by faith and love. And it's the will of God touching us here and now. It's the will of God here and now which we have to follow if we want to more fully enter into the life of God. And he makes that possible, that loving submission possible by his love. Come, Holy Spirit, increase the love in our hearts. Enable us to follow you like Mary and Joseph. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.